Hello and welcome to Spirit Life Applied, episode 47, What to Do When You Are Offended, part two. I'm excited to bring you this teaching today because I feel like it's alive in my heart and the Lord has just dealt with me on a personal level to just speak into your life and to help you to um, get over the things that hurt you. <laughs> and as we grow in, in Christ, um, He promised us some things in His Word that He would help us with, but He also told us some things that shows us that offense is going to come. We we learned in our last episode um, from Luke 17, 1, that Jesus said it's impossible that offense will not come. So we are going to have things come up in our life that are going to be, we're going to be tempted to be angry with or hurt. And it, it may be a person, it may be circumstances, it can be just different things that we deal with. It could be a post on social media. <laughs> it could be uh, just anything that that affects our, our feelings. And we just need to be aware that offense is going to come and we have some choices that we, we need to talk about today. But we also learned that in our last episode that, that the word offended in the Greek means a trap or a snare. So it's a good um, analogy for us to, to grasp that Satan is going around. He's setting traps for us. And he's wanting to cause us to get caught up in these scenarios that get us off track and cause us to fall into sin. We also learn what it means to take offense. That it, you're actually like strapping a boulder to your shoulder because, you know, offense also means a stumbling block. And if we were to, to strap an, a boulder to our ankle and try to walk around with it, well, it wouldn't be too good. We wouldn't be very successful in any kind of journey. And it's the same for the Christian. If we take offense, it will stop us in our tracks and it will cause us great pain and harm. It will affect our walk. It will cause others to question what is wrong with our lives. And so we have to be careful that we don't take, we don't make the offense part of us and we don't allow it to come into us. And we also learn that that when we let it become a part of us, that we hurt others in in return because we become vindictive in our ways and that bitterness goes down and it springs up an awful uh, spewing of ungodly activity and hurt and pain and jealousy and strife and all of these kinds of things that will come out of us when we take offense. So very important study that we had. We also learned that we're in a spiritual battle. We can't focus on the uh, physical circumstances or the person that we're dealing with as much as we should the spiritual battle that's behind it because the scripture does tell us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So we have to stay focused on our own mission, that we're on a mission to bring others into the kingdom of God and to make it to heaven someday. And that is the goal. And today, I want to focus on some of the answers of this study. Um, how, how can we deal with, with offense? 
What do we do when it happens? You know, let's just say hypothetically that you are there and you are hurt and you need help. (laughs) And you have taken the bait and the pain of this deadly trap is digging into you and with a grip that seems to be impossible for you to break free from. Well, that's exactly what it is when we when we take offense. It's it's just like that that snare, that trap that we're caught in and we don't know how and the more we try within ourselves to wiggle free, the more that uh snare will dig into us and keep us entangled in it. So, let's look at what we can do when we are when we are offended. We can either react we can respond. If your choice is to react, then you're probably just going to want to retaliate and get even with that person. So that's a reaction. The difference between reaction and response means that we're either going to get even or are we going to reply with the calm reason or quietness. When we have a, a response rather than a reaction, we are actually walking in a calmness that says, I am doing what I need to do and I'm going to let God speak to me and I'm going to have a calm reason about me. You know, just because you may be right and the other person wrong does not mean that you have to prove it in that moment. Rather, we need to let the Lordship of Jesus Christ, it requires us, much more of us. You know, we're heirs of the grace of life. The scripture says in 1 Peter 3, 7b. And that inheritance means that we function on a more excellent level. You know, God says that his ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher than ours. And when we are born again, we have a spiritual life that takes the preeminence in us. And his ways become our ways. And he wants us to do things on a more excellent level. And we may have the right answer and we may know exactly what that other person Uh, needs to do to to correct their behavior. But if we don't have God's ways ingrained in us and His love, then we're at a disadvantage. Knowledge puffs up, the Bible says, but love edifies. 1 Corinthians 8, 1-3 And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing. Yet as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. You may have the knowledge that can bring correction. But if it is not administered with love, it won't profit anything. You can read 1 Corinthians 13 to get a more clear understanding there. Most often, the person that you're dealing with is not ready to hear the truth. And it requires you being patient and loving for them to hear it. Now, they do need to hear the truth. They do need correction. If they're sinning against you, they do need to hear the truth. The scripture bears this out. 
But if you're not able to speak it to them in love at that moment, and your emotions are getting the best of you, it is best to keep quiet. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in its break in it breaks the spirit. A fool a fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. Now that was Proverbs fifteen, one through five. I encourage you to read and even memorize these scriptures. It will help you to have the right mindset when you do come across a fence. We are going to have times when we need to step away and not say a word. We are going to have times when we need to bring correction in love. The the Holy Spirit has the right to control the reins of our tongue. That's why when he baptized us in the Holy Spirit, when Jesus baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit took control of the tongue. It was his way of saying, I control this part of you now, and you need to be subject unto the reins of my pulling. So the Holy Spirit will oftentimes pull back on those reins and say, wait a minute, don't say it. Don't, don't let it come out of your mouth. Oh, I'm thankful for the times that he has, has done that. And I've, I've listened. There's been times I haven't listened and I had to repent later and I had to ask forgiveness of others. So we need to be clear that we don't want to react. We want to respond in a godly manner when we are offended. We free up ourselves and allow God to become our vindicator. And that's our next point. We need to ask God to renew us in Him and give us the faith to believe that He does make things right. He is our vindicator. Romans twelve nineteen says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So we see that God wants us to let him, to let him have the final say. You know, another verse that just comes to my mind is, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. I can remember times in my life when I was dealing with someone who was constantly aggravating me. And I finally, I finally realized that that person was going to reap all of the things that they were doing. And I felt sorry for them. And I, I said, Lord, you know, help me to love them because they have some things coming to them that is not going to be good. 
And they're the ones that should be pitied in the situation because they're headed for uh, reaping what they have sown. And that did bear out to be true. I, I saw it over and over again in that person's life. And uh, God did did bring the justice to the situation. And so, you know, we just, we can't allow ourselves to take the position of judge because he is the judge and he does right. And he has set in motion that law of sowing and reaping. And whatever that person has done to you, God says, don't take it in your own hands, but put it in my hands and trust me to be the vindicator of all that you're dealing with. I hope this teaching has blessed you. Next lesson, we're going to talk about finding the faith to forgive. And there's so much that we can talk about there and and so much we can speak onto that I want to make in the third part of this teaching. So we'll look into that next week. God bless you. Let God help you to respond, not react, and to look to Him to be the vindicator over every hurt that you experience in life.